Welcome to Coworking Out Loud, where we explore the deeper side of coworking, content, and community. I'm your host, Kat Johnson. Hey friends, in this episode of Coworking Out Loud, I'm chatting with my friend Ev Chapman, who's a creative entrepreneur based in Sydney, Australia, and Ev is an absolute powerhouse content creator. She has so many amazing insights and tips to share. I'm excited for you to listen. Here we go. Hey, Ev, welcome to Coworking Out Loud. I'm so glad to have you here. Thanks for having me, Kat. Of course. I have been following you for a couple of years. I think I first discovered you on Twitter, but now follow you in all of the places. And um, it's been amazing to watch how much content you create and also your journey into kind of creative entrepreneur. So for people who aren't familiar with you, will you just give us the little intro of who you are, what you do? Yeah, so I am a creative entrepreneur, creator um, online, and I've been doing that for about two years. And I predominantly kind of, you know, as I've created content and, and kind of gone on my own journey, now kind of help other creators learn how to kind of build knowledge, share knowledge, and then monetize that knowledge online. So yeah, it's been it's been a really fun journey. And the thing, so Coworking Out Loud is an exploration, the deeper side of co-working content and community. And I just want to go like right into the content piece with you. The yeah. thing I love about what you do is you bring so much of yourself to it. We This is the first time we've chatted face to face, but I yep. feel like I completely have a great sense of who you are, what you like, how you create. And I'd love to just hear more about your journey because maybe that hasn't always been the case or how you kind of learned to embrace content in this way. Yeah. You know, I don't think it has always been this way. My my full journey of you know wanting to kind of be a creator online uh, started like almost 10 years ago, um, I quit my job and I wanted to start freelancing. And so I just thought like, oh, you've got to be professional. You've got to start a business. You've got to kind of, you know, put the suit, the suit on and like act all professional. <laughs> and I think like it didn't really suit me. And I actually, well, I, I burnt out after, after a couple of years. And then I kind of like had a few fits and starts of different projects podcasts, blogs, all of that kind of thing, but nothing kind of really stuck for me. And I think it wasn't until I hit kind of, well, we hit COVID here in Australia and we went into lockdown and I kind of had some more free time on my hands and I started to just explore things that I like to do. And and I think like, you know, it's funny because I just turned 40 last year and I think that uh, the older I get, the more I embrace who I am and the more I don't care about anyone else. Like what, you know, like I just, I don't care about the rules. I'm like, this is who I am. I've lived long enough now. I can embrace that. And I think that's really cool. I mean, I do, I talk to younger creators and I don't think, you know, they don't have that life experience yet. And so they're, they, they still feel like I've got to play by the rules. I've got to do all of this. And I, I've, I think, I think it was just like a, you know, right place, right time moment where you're like, okay, I, I'm ready to kind of embrace who I am. And when it works, you just kind of keep following it. So it, it seemed to work for me, kind of just, you know, being open. And um, and I kind of, I think I really 
I I took the um, I kind of probably took it maybe too too literally, but Austin Cleon's book kind of show your work where it's like just mm-hmm. you know just show people what you're doing, and so I kind of embraced that that mentality and kind of brought me to to where I am today. Amen to that. I mean, you get to a point after you've been through some things that you're like, I'm either going to step forward as myself or else I'm going to pretend to be someone I'm not. And that just gets less and less, not even appealing, but doable. You just get to the point where you're like, I'm not going to do that. Um, So let's talk about the working in public bit, because that's such a big part of who you are. As you discover a new tool, you write about it. As you explore something, you kind of give us the the thing. So how how do you think about the working in public bit? Because that's a whole nother level of vulnerability because maybe yep. you stick with it, maybe you don't, maybe it's right. Yeah. I think so. And I think um I think I kind of see I, I feel like I kind of do everything in public. So I just learn in public. Like and it, it this came out of a really probably a a strange kind of way but I started to a few years ago I started to do these 30-day experiments and I would kind of you know I I kind of had like a I've always kind of had a word of the year like to theme my year and then I would Mm -hmm. choose experiments to try and like you know like explore things and so what I would do is I'd actually use social media as a way to keep myself accountable on during those 30 days and I think it kind of evolved from there. So a few years ago, I actually did a, like 360 days of swimming in the ocean. And every day I, mm. I kind of documented it on Instagram. And so I think I got into this habit of like, it's kind of an accountability thing for me of like, I'm learning something new, I'm going to document it. And so um, it, it's kind of become, uh, it's kind of become a natural kind of habit now, kind of an instinct. Um but I think I wrote this funny Medium article where I said, uh, like, oversharers are the best kind of, like, creators on the internet. We just naturally overshare everything. And we're like, hey, guys, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And you have to kind of embrace that and be like, that's who I am. I'm going to tell you everything. And um, and so, yeah, I think, I don't know, that, that's kind of how it, how it comes about. Oh, I just love that. I was telling a friend just an hour ago that I have vulnerability hangovers all the time because I share something in my email and then I'm like, oh God, was that too much? You know, yes. but the the flip side is when I kind of step over that thing, share something personal, having a hard time, whatever. And this is in the context of teaching co-working space operators about their content. Yes. Those are almost 100% of the time, the emails that I get a bunch of responses back that people are like, thank you so much. And I also get unsubscribes where people, it's too much (laughs) for some people. They're like, this is not the thing, but that's when I get the most human outreach. And that's been the case with podcasts, with blog posts, with emails, that it gives us something to resonate with in the same way that I feel like I know you really well. Like we jumped on the yeah. call. We're like, hey, <laughs> exactly you know, right. like old yeah. friends, because I feel like there's some sense of connection. I think so. And I, I, this, ha- it happens all the time. Every time I connect with another creator who I only know from online, like may, like most often I haven't even jumped into, into DMs with people. I'm just jumping onto Zoom calls and there's right. such a resonance 
And you're just like, I don't know, but like, I feel like we're best friends. I don't know what happened. But, you know, I think that when you find communities online, that can often happen because you you have these common interests, you're watching each other and there's, there is, you know, anyone who shares online, I think has a natural vulnerability. It just depends what level it is because you already have to be pretty vulnerable to kind of put yourself out there. Um, uh, some people share more than others. <laughs> yes, that is true. Um, so the people who I work with, they are running co-working spaces. They're making the coffee. They're, they have to do the newsletter. They also have to give tours. And, you know, someone shows up at the door with questions, deal with the mail. Like it's a full on thing. Yeah. So in terms of content creation and accountability, how would you advise people where like you and I are creators, we're just always thinking about creating, we're putting it out, yes. we're all day, every day. Other people who I feel like I'm sometimes dragging them to create more content because of limited bandwidth, it's not their happy place. How would you advise those people who, I mean, I, I, I was going to say, I think, I feel very strongly that content creation is the future. Personal branding yes. is the future. That if you're not creating, you're going to get left behind. So I, that's yep. why I'm so interested in them creating great content. So how would you advise them with the limited time and bandwidth? Um, yeah, I think I kind of come from two different um, two different places. I think I, I love the idea, especially if you're doing something, then everything is content, right? If you're picking up the mail or if you're showing someone round or if someone new has come into the co-working space, like all of that, like most people don't have that much activity. Like like all I do every day is sit at my computer. So that's the only <laughs> thing I can share, right? But if you're out there and doing things, that's, that's interesting, right? And so I... Lots of people come to me and they say, uh, do you think that's interesting enough to share? And so I just always say to people, just don't judge it. Just put it out there. You never know what will resonate. And so I kind of like to get to the end of the day and think, okay, well, what happened today that might be interesting that I could share about? And so you might, you know, it might be you, uh, you know, you onboarded somebody new into the space and you know it was an interesting conversation or you could talk you know so that so I'm always trying to look for those little gems that happen through the day that I think oh I could share about that and that's kind of like I think Austin Cleon talks about it as working with the garage door up um so it's like you're mm. you're kind of you know like you're just welcoming people into to what you do so it's kind of that mm. side and then I come from the other side of like everyone has knowledge locked up inside them and so it's trying to discover what is that knowledge, that unique knowledge that you have because everyone has it because everyone comes from a unique experience and a unique background and everyone's doing something a little different and so it's trying to uncover what is it that is your unique knowledge and then what's kind of the unique way that you can share that. And I think there's so many different ways that we can share content these days. And so I kind of talk about the big three, which is like, you're either going to be a writer, you're either going to like to talk like this, like podcast or video, um, or you're maybe like an illustrator, you like to draw things or kind of, you know, um, kind of do, do that kind of thing. And so I think it's like finding, well, what is the thing you actually like to do? Because if you don't like to write, 
I'm just not going to be able to get you to do that consistently. (laughs) But if it's easy enough for you to get to the end of the day and kind of switch on your Instagram stories and say, hey, today I, you know, um, showed somebody new through the space and we were talking about, you know, why co-working is so important for community, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. One minute done, you put it up. So it's like it's trying to kind of work, I kind of kind of call it a zone of genius. It's like, you know, you're finding what your unique knowledge is, what you like to talk about, what you like to do, um, and then pairing that with kind of how you like to uh, kind of create. Does that make sense? I absolutely, 100%. And I feel like your one of your superpowers is generating ideas for content. And I know that that's not by design. I know that that's a habit and a muscle you've built up. And I would love to just nerd out on how you capture ideas. And what what I know about you, tell me if this is right, is that yep. as you're consuming content, you're capturing your own thoughts and ideas that you then use as seeds for your for larger content or different content so talk me through how you do that because i could definitely better be better at that and space operators definitely like the idea capture because it's horrible to sit down at a blank page or a you know a phone where i'm supposed to create a reel and i'm like uh what should i talk about what do i talk about exactly yeah yep yeah so i i think it does um, it become it becomes second nature. So as you kind of start to do it at first, it's it seems uh, kind of weird. Like you're like, uh, like it doesn't seem, you know, it's not natural. But at, the more you do it, and I think the more you can see ideas, the more ideas you just can see. So I kind of, mm-hmm. it starts with kind of noticing things. So I write a lot. And so a lot of my ideas come from things that I've, that I'm consuming, whether books or uh, podcasts or or videos. And so I look for what I call the sparks, okay? So when you're reading a book, you know, like when something jumps off the page too and you're like, oh, that's interesting. And so that's kind of what I look like. So whether that's, whether you're, you know, reading a book and, and that kind of sparks you or whether you're, you know, in the middle of the space and you're like, oh, that was an interesting conversation. Like yesterday I had a very interesting conversation on Zoom with a friend and I was like, oh, like so many things afterwards and mm. I just get into the habit of then just putting them down. Just, you know, get out your Apple Notes. It doesn't even matter where you record it, right, as long as you record it in one, one place. So if you've got some kind of notes app, just write down like interesting things that happened, um, interesting thoughts that you're having, interesting kind of, you know, anything that's kind of like sparking you. The worst thing, I think the thing we get taught in school is like we have to like study all this boring stuff and like then you discover when you're an adult you could you can learn whatever you want. Like the internet <laughs> is like a Pandora's box of like whatever is interesting. Have you ever gone on TikTok? Like there's like <laughs> the most niche things that you could ever find. People are doing everything on the internet. And so I think like that you can find whatever you interest you. And so that's what I kind of do. And then I try and kind of every day have like just a creative practice where I go through some of those notes. I pick out the ones again that are interesting to me and I write about them. I'm predominantly a writer. So writing just helps me understand things, Mm -hmm. helps me kind of develop those ideas. 
But they kind of get to a place where now I have a whole bunch of kind of they turn into what I've called atomic ideas. And so I, so I've got a whole lot of just notes in, in my, my note-taking um, place that are like ideas that I've formed from, from all sorts of different things I'm thinking. And I can take now take any one of those ideas and use it as content for anything. So if I need to do a quick story or a quick reel or I want to write something, I can take those ideas and kind of use them. Whereas most people, and I definitely know business owners, most business owners sit down with a blank page and say, I don't know, what am I going to write today? Whereas Mm -hmm. if you can kind of start to develop, and this is how you kind of start to develop unique knowledge and, and compound all of that knowledge together into something that you're known for, is I just take all of these little ideas that I've been developing and then I kind of like flick that out there online I kind of test it I say okay did that resonate and then I kind of like look for this look for signals you know some ideas people just go crazy over and they're usually the Mm -hmm. simplest ideas I've ever put out there and I'm like oh I I didn't think that was going to be anything big so it's kind of like it's this it's this kind of very uh, for me, it's a real creative practice and becomes kind of a ritual of like building up these ideas. And I think the reason that I keep doing it, well, one, I, I do, I get signals back, obviously, that's going to help you kind of, you know, when, when content goes well, you're like, oh, I want to do that again. But I think mm-hmm. also it's this, it's this practice of finding things that are really interesting. Because like, let's say you had a a book that you're, I'm reading a book at the moment that I'm like totally into every moment I want to pick it up and read. Like it's not like a a hassle. And so I think it's like finding those things that are just super interesting that you want to do that you can get to the end of the day and say, yeah, I'm going to, you know, create something about that. So anyway, that, that's kind of the process. You know, what I end up with is a list of 50 blog posts that I could and should write, but haven't because it feels like, yep. oh, that whole thing. So <laughs> it feels like such a huge process. So talk me through how you do like little micro things. Yep. And I know like, I'm assuming you're still active on Twitter. I, I bounced yes. out of there, but I see you around. So yeah, how do you decide whether it's a small thing that you put out there or whether it's a seed that you're going to grow into something larger? I don't, I don't make the decision up front. Okay. So everything is a small thing and I put it out. And so my, I kind of have this bottoms up approach. So, because the thing is, if things feel hard, like a blog, you're not going to write it. Okay. So Mm -hmm. it's just full stop. I don't even write hard things. Uh, So I I hate (laughs) doing hard things. So, but it's easy for me to write a quick tweet about a little idea. So I'm like, Oh, I've got this little idea. I'm going to put this out. Um, so this happened to me, um, I actually just, just this week, I put a quick tweet out that said, here's three products that every creator should have one, two, three, like, and then it was, uh, I, I just, it was kind of just a throwaway thing that I'd done. Yeah. And yeah. I got a lot of feedback back from it. I thought, oh, that's a thing. And so then I decided to write about that in my newsletter. So I expanded on those three points easy because I already knew it resonated so I already know oh this is I think this is a thing so it's mm-hmm. much easier to write something bigger when you've had that feedback and so this is how, this is how I work with everything so then that's kind of a smallish newsletter 
then um, that could easily turn into a little bit of a bigger uh, guide or ebook or something like that. It could easily turn into a course, which is even bigger. And so that's how I work. I put everything out as a small little either tweet mm-hmm. or, you know, a post, something like that, get the feedback back from it. If something resonates, then I'll go ahead and I'll kind of expand it into something bigger and then expand it into something bigger. And I found that is just the easiest way for me to work. I love that concept. And let's yeah. circle back to something that you said earlier that I forget how you phrased it, but that moment where you go to put yourself out there online and it takes a lot of courage. It seems so simple because it's just like, yeah. hey, I'm doing a thing with Ev and that's a piece of content. But in the doing that, it's like, how do I look? What's everyone going to think? Like there's a whole mountain of stuff behind that. So let's just talk about that for a second of like just the act of putting your ideas out there like there's the whole visual thing but just like sharing an idea with the world is it takes courage it does take courage and I you know I often think this kind of the act of being a creator creating things putting stuff out you think it's kind of just like a a, let's say like a job to do right but actually there's so much inner work that happens to actually get to that place. And I have found I've done so much more inner work in the last few years than outer work, like to to get to that outer work. And it's really interesting. And I think, you know, like often, often we feel like the online space is like everyone is looking at me. It's like being on this, you know, big stage. But the (laughs) fact is that when you first start, only a very small amount of people are looking. (laughs) And so I kind of comforted myself and I still do in that most people are interested in their self and not in you, right? So um, so if you make a mistake, that's uh, like on social media, that's gone in a day. Like no one's remembering that tomorrow. Um, and so I think like if you can just kind of get over that first hurdle of like, okay, you know, if, if, if I put myself out there and it's wrong or it's a mistake, people aren't going to remember that tomorrow or next week. Like think about all the posts that you saw last week. Do you remember one of them? I I certainly don't. And so I think most people are just thinking about themselves when they're online and not not necessarily you. But when you get to, when you start to build an audience, well, then yes, you have a lot of people looking at you. But by that time, you've got over those first kinds of, you know, imposter syndrome or or what, you know, whatever it is kind of that's holding you back. But every level requires a different level of putting yourself out there and vulnerability and and all of that so uh it's a very it's a very interesting interesting place but I think you know if you if you have a look at all like I just don't know any creator who has regretted it Mm. like I don't know anyone who said you know what I hated that I don't want to do it again I mean I've I've seen creators burn out definitely kind of in that space but I think there is so much opportunity um and if you're kind of open to it I I just think it is the most amazing opportunity I agree completely and I'm so glad that you touched on the internal work because this gets way too woo-woo for some people but I have found my creator journey to be 
a, just an exploration into myself. Like, who am I really? What do I have to say to the world? Where am I going? Like, what do you, who, just that whole thing of like, it's very existential. Like what is so important to me that I'm going to build a life around it. And people are like, I'm just, I just need a blog post for my co-working space. They're like, that's a bit much cat. (laughs) I know, it's really funny. You're like, I'm just going to write online. Like you're just like thinking like it's so logical. And then it's like, what is happening? (laughs) Yeah. And you see what resonates like the things I, of course, corrected a lot. The things I started out writing about, I'm not writing about anymore. You kind of go where it leads, where it feels right. Um, The place that people are really responding right now is when I just talk about community And so that the three, my three kind of content pillars are co-working content and community. But the community piece is where I really get this like heartfelt engagement. And if I share like some thought about content, it's like, "Mm," people are like, okay, you know, a few little things. But when I say something about like the, what's happening for them, what they're trying to build, the importance of it, the people Mm. who are focused on community and get that are like, yes, 100%. They're they're there Mm. for it. So then I'm like, okay, more about community. And this is an interesting challenge, talking about the same thing in, what do they say? Don't talk about a thousand different things. Talk about one thing in a thousand different ways. And that is sometimes inspired. I'm like, oh, I have this thought. And other days it's like, wow, okay, how are we going to remix this how do you kind of deal with that saying the same thing in different ways yeah I think um I think number one we get more bored with our content than other people do Mm -hmm. um so because we're creative people we're like we want to create all the new things um and so I I often have to remind myself actually you know most people um like or, or most of my audience wouldn't like they wouldn't even know if I wrote something twice, I don't think like, and right, I've tested it. Right. Actually. I've put stuff out. I've I've written a whole a whole essay that I wrote six months ago, and nobody knows. Um, right. Like, so it's like so people, and I think you always have new people coming into your sphere and that kind of thing. So I think mm-hmm. that's kind of number one. Actually, just feel free to say the same things again. Um, that's okay. I have a so I have a couple of different ways that I think about this. I try and. I I kind of think about my ideas as kind of a diamond. So like if something's resonating, let's say it's community, for instance, you think, okay, that's really, that's really resonating. I try to think, okay, what are all the different kind of perspectives that I can look at community from? And so I start to think like, okay, well, what if I was an introvert? How could I talk to introverts about community? Um, or, you know, cause extroverts naturally, you know, uh, you know, they, they love their community, but like right. introverts need community. But mm-hmm. they often have to be pulled into it and then they like it. Um, so it's like, oh, that's an interesting perspective to write from. Um, and uh, and then you might talk about, you know, different other different kinds of personalities or, you know, that kind of thing. So I'm always trying to think like, okay, how could I talk to this kind of person about community or how could I talk to this kind of person about community? Um, so that's kind of a nice kind of way that I look at it. I also then just have kind of simple kinds of, templates and prompts that I can use so I'm trying to kind of then 
think through like, okay, like what are all the fears around community that I could write about or what are some mistakes that people make? Um, you know, and, and so I, I try and kind of use both of those things to kind of extract everything that I can mm-hmm. <laughs> possibly can. And then also, I mean, so much for me comes up in conversation with people. So that's kind of the three things. So I'm like trying to find things from different perspectives. I've got my tried and true kind of prompts that I I can extract things from, and then and then uh, like actual conversations. Just there's like little bits of gold that people say to you, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, that's a thing. I'm gonna write about that. Um, and and I think that's invaluable. Like a lot of people talk at the moment. You know, ChatGPT is like the biggest thing ever. Um, and so people are like, I'm gonna ask ChatGPT. I'm like, just ask somebody who who ask your audience mm. like have a conversation with a person um because you get there's like a language that you get when somebody says it to you and then you and if you can kind of mirror back what they're saying that's a that could be immediate resonance with with a whole lot of other people so true and the things that yeah. resonate with us likely will when you said when you're reading a book and something makes you go that's genius like grab the pen so for me, yes. I need to get better at what struck me about that. Why is it resonating? Is it a, something I've never thought of before? Is it confirming something I think? Yes. Like taking those little those little sparks and turning them into something to put yeah. out in the world because chances are really good that people are going to feel what we feel. Yeah, exactly. I I often, you know, I, get, I kind of like, yeah, I'll usually kind of highlight something called kind of, I don't know, asterisks or something. And then a, a lot of it for me is just like, well, this is interesting because or this reminds me of this other thing. Um, and so it's always just like a little, it's like a, I, that's why it's a spark. It's like this little spark. I don't know what it is mm-hmm. yet, but I'm just going to put it there and then and then see, see where it goes. So uh, before we jump off, I want to hear the best way for people to connect with you. But before we do that, What's your overarching advice for busy business owners, co-working space operators, and in terms of content and where we're going with this? Like, how should they be thinking about content? I I think if you're not creating content, you are going to be left behind in the next, you know, year, five years, 10 years. I think the creators are coming for you. And so if you (laughs) don't find a way, they're already here. I mean, and they are relentless and that's all they think about so I think Mm. if you're not if you're not creating content you are going to be left behind but I think you have to not overthink it you've got to find the way that you like to do it and the way that feels most comfortable and most easy and do that Mm -hmm. that's the only way that you're going to kind of get kind of long term and just like just understand the ROI of it. I think, like you know, like uh, as a creator, I know every time I create content, there's an ROI in that now because I have audience. You know, I, I know that it's kind of always out there working, um, and I think you know you're you're in you're in your space, doing your thing, you know, doing all of that. But content will work for you when you're not working, and so just mm. think of it about it like that about the ROI of that content, and hopefully. Hopefully that gets you kind of, you know, to, to get that momentum going. Yeah, once you get some positive feedback, you do. You want yes. that again. Yeah. So, Ev, what is the best place for people to connect with you? Yeah, I, um, I'm probably most active on Twitter. 
Um, but I think if you go to my website, evchapman.com, you can find me in all of the places, <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all, all of the things. We'll link to everything in the show notes. And Ev, what an absolute pleasure to talk with you. I so love great. it. I feel like we're fast friends. Yes, I, <laughs> Thank I you really so enjoyed much. this. Thanks for Likewise. having me, Thanks, Ev. See you soon. Thanks for listening to Coworking Out Loud. Head over to katjohnson.co for show notes, to register for the upcoming Coworking Convo, to read the blog, check out other podcast episodes, and learn more about The Lab, which is our marketing club for indie space operators. See you soon.